Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and welcome to the fourth instalment of our Through the Noise mini-series to discuss our 2023 outlook, Playing It Safe. Today, I want to talk a little bit more uh, about our equity market outlook. So we've been reducing our allocation to equities as we've gone through 2022, as we get more and more concerned about the risk of a recession in the US and Europe, which obviously I talked about with Rajat at the beginning of this week. To explore the implications of this for global equity markets, I'm privileged to have with me today Daniel Lam and Fukien Yap uh, to talk about equity markets, the outlook, as well as what our regional and sector preferences are. Before we get started, I just wanted to share that if you would like to join our Global Market Outlook webinar on the 11th of January, please visit www.sc.com slash GMO, which stands for Global Market Outlook. So www.sc.com slash GMO to register. Okay, let's get started. Daniel, obviously, we've we formally downgraded global equities to an underweight holding now. Uh, can you explain the reason for this and, and what, what does it mean for investors? Should investors sell their equity holdings? Thanks, Steve. Well, we should look at these from two angles. One is equities as a standalone and the other one in relation to other asset classes, such as fixed income. So if you look at how equities performed in the previous rate hike cycles, you will notice that equities tend to bottom just over a year after the last rate hike. And it is unlikely to bottom out until the recession is coming to an end. Now, we're forecasting a 70% probability of recession in the US. And if you look at key areas such as consumption, that is looking weak with falling demand for goods such as electronics and credit card and auto delinquencies rising for more than half a year. All these is likely to eat into companies' earnings, which would hurt stock market performances. And then you look at this on a relative basis. So we believe that equities is likely to underperform fixed income. So this impending recession is likely to lead to the Fed stalling its rate hike and possibly cutting rates in the second half of the coming year. So this is a favorable environment for bonds over equities, especially the higher quality ones. And if you look at the current level of use, it's very attractive for bond investors in the long term. So for example, DMIG corporate bonds is yielding north of 5%. Okay, so I guess the, the nobody really knows truly exactly what's going to happen in the future. So underweight doesn't mean zero allocation. So are there any um, specific regions that you think are a bit more attractive in the current environment? Well, HX Japan remains our most um, preferred region within equities. The main game driving force is the improving narrative for Chinese equities, which is more than 40% in the MSCI Asia X Japan index. So we've upgraded Chinese equities to overweight within the region. Over the last six weeks, we've seen the following. We've seen relaxation in quarantine rules in China, We've seen the government's strong measure of support in the property sector, as well as the prospects of more constructive dialogue between the U.S. and China. So there is also likely to be further reopening in China in the coming year. That is very important because it can alleviate supply chain disruption and help economic growth to rebound. 
And if you look at the region as a whole, it is trading at 16% discount to global equities in terms of forward PE, which is cheaper than its long-term average at 11% discount. Now, earnings growth in Asia's Japan is likely to be amongst the highest across all the regions in next year. The weakening dollar is likely to be another key tailwind for Asia X Japan equities in 2023 due to potential stalling of Fed rate hikes next year. So this lessens the safe haven demand in US dollar, leading to potential fund flow into Asia X Japan equities. Okay, uh, Fukien, let's let's move outside of Asia. So what are your thoughts on other regional markets such as the the US and, 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 and Europe, for instance? Yeah, thanks, Steve. Um, so we have a neutral view uh, for equities in the US, uh, Euro area and the UK, uh, which means we think uh, these three regions will perform in line uh, with global equities. Uh, while, while Japan is an underweight, uh, we expect that Japan could underperform uh, global equities. Uh, let me give the brief highlights uh, for each region. Uh, for the US, uh, the market has corrected and valuation is more reasonable now. Uh, and the Fed will likely uh, pause uh, rate hikes next year as well, which would support equities. Uh, but there is a risk of uh, further earnings downgrades, uh, given we see a high likelihood of a recession, as uh, Daniel mentioned. And there are signs of weakness uh, in the U.S. consumer. So uh, then the euro area, we upgraded it from uh, underweight to be a neutral holding now, uh, although the Ukraine war is still disrupting energy supply and uh, causing high inflation. Uh, the deep valuation discount has priced in a lot of negatives, uh, we feel. And also the euro's weakness in the last few years is, is supportive uh, for earnings growth. And then the UK, it's a neutral holding now. Uh, we downgraded it from overweight. Uh, it still has attractive valuation and dividend yields, but it has outperformed this year. And there's more economic uncertainty now in the UK with a high inflation, and that's uh, affecting investor and consumer confidence. And lastly, on Japan, uh, we downgraded it to be underweight. Although the border reopening and valuations are positive, there is a risk we feel of a further rise in inflation that may force the Bank of Japan to tighten monetary policy. We expect a stronger yen also, and that could hurt exports and corporate earnings in Japan. Okay, so can we sort of look at equity sectors as well? So which are are your preferred sectors and, and, and what's the reasons for that? Yeah, sure. So given our expectation that uh, a recession is likely in the US and Europe, uh, we prefer a defensive sector position uh, in the US and Europe. Uh, Meanwhile, with uh, economic reopening and policy stimulus in China, we like the consumption-driven sectors there. So in the US, our preferred sectors are healthcare, consumer staples, and energy. So healthcare and staples, these are historically defensive sectors where earnings growth is less volatile than the broader market and they still deliver positive EPS growth uh, through the economic cycle. In the US, energy, uh, the valuation is still attractive, we feel, and companies are very disciplined with their capex and cost plans, so they're generating healthy cash flows. We believe that energy can continue to outperform. Uh, in Europe, similarly, we like the energy sector there with attractive valuation and strong cash generation. Uh, we also see the sector leaders in Europe as innovative and they're able to adapt to a broader and cleaner energy portfolio. Uh, and besides energy, we like financials in Europe. 
uh, we think valuation of financials there is also very attractive. With uh, 12 month forward PE close to the bottom of its uh, historical range, despite rising interest rates supporting higher interest income for the banks. And then with China, it's more interesting. Uh, we have a consumption tilt, as I said. Uh, we prefer communication services and consumer discretionary. Uh, communication is dominated by your media and entertainment companies that we believe will benefit from more consumer spending. And this should boost uh, e-commerce volumes as well and helping the online retailers in the consumer discretionary sector. And uh, we think that easing uh, regulatory headwinds should help the internet companies in both these sectors in China. Okay, uh, well, thank you both. Thank you, Daniel and Fukien, for your insights today. Um, obviously, it doesn't look like it's going to be a, a total plain sailing for equities next year, but we do have some interesting ideas, particularly obviously around the, uh, some sector views, but also you know the China and Asia themes look, look particularly attractive. Um, and thank you, listener, as well for joining us. Um, I hope you found it useful as you continue on your investment uh, journey. Uh, should you need more information, please do not hesitate to take a look at our standard Chartered Wealth Insights page on either LinkedIn or Facebook. In the meantime, please take care and stay safe. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.